Welcome to the Leadership Matters Podcast, where we talk matters of leadership because leadership really does matter. Here's your host, Jeremy Albrecht. All right, I got Nate Yeski live here on Leadership Matters Podcast. So pumped about this episode for all our podcast listeners. And uh, Nate is has become just a real good friend over the last couple of years. First time I met Nate, he spoke at one of our, I think it was our Spark Junior High Convention. That's it. Um, here in Eastern Ontario. And uh, we just hit it off and ever since have kept in contact. And I just appreciate Nate so much. And so, Nate, uh, I want to get this this episode today. I'm so happy to have you here today, my friend. Come on, And man. Uh, I want to get this going today. Um, just tell us, now you were a youth pastor for, I think it's like 10 plus years. Correct That's me right. if I'm wrong here. Absolutely. Um, and so out of that, you've now kind of changed roles a little bit. And instead of me uh, explaining all that, kind of tell our, our listeners today what you're up to these days and, and kind of how you got into that from youth pastoring to this. Yeah, you got it, man. Well, hey, dude, seriously, thanks for uh, having me on. And to everybody that's listening, uh, we promise to make this completely worth your time. So listen in. This is going to be a wild card episode. It's going to be a lot of fun. So uh, with all that said, uh, hey, everybody, my name is Nate Yeski. Um, I've been a youth pastor uh, for the last uh, decade, uh, worked with some just amazing churches under some amazing names that you may have heard of. Um, and uh, with that, uh, the Lord has really, you know, just taken all those giftings and over 10 years of youth ministry uh, began to really tug on my heart. Um, I used to be that uh, kind of guy with the microphone. I used to be in a band, open for some bands like Fall Out Boy and uh, did, did some stuff in my uh, BC days, we'll say, Jer. And, um, and with that, you know, isn't it cool how God will use every aspect of your life? Never did I ever imagine yeah. or dream that, you know, he would use these this time on, you know, being on a microphone to transition me from being on a stage on a mic rocking music to being on a stage rocking mic for Christ and wow. uh, literally sharing a message. And so now uh, over the last uh, about three years ago, man, the Lord began to transition our heart and say, hey, something was coming from the world out of, which was the entertainment industry, uh, he said, hey, I want you to die to this now, and one day I'll resurrect it. Wow. And, and I remember that being 18, man. I was 18. I was like, but we're finally making money, and we're about to open for Green Day. Yeah. And we just went on tour, right, bro? Like, it was yeah. all there, but, it, but it's kind of like, you know, as many of the people that are, watch, are listening right now, you know, there's these moments where God shows up, and he says, hey, um, you know, trust me on this one. I know this one's crazy. Uh, but this is me and it's not going to be easy, uh, but it will be worth it. And so uh, the same thing happened after, you know, we were in Chicago, moved to Atlanta, Georgia, uh, been doing ministry uh, for a while. And basically about three years ago, the Lord began to speak and he said, I'm going to send you back into the industry mm. that I once called you out of. This, it's time. And I did the math on it, man. It literally had been 14, uh, almost 14 years since he spoke to me at that moment. Saying, wow. hey, this was coming, right? And I just thought that's just just very, that's very cool. interesting. And so with that, man, now uh, the Lord has pushed me out and said, hey, it, it, it's time to motivate the mass, uh, the, the masses in, in a different way. And so now um, I spend my days as a motivational speaker uh, traveling to, you know, conferences and youth. That's obviously how, you know, Jer and I uh, met, met each other. Yeah. And, I mean, yeah. Pastor Jer, sorry. And, oh, it's uh, all good. The buddy talk just happens, right? <laughs> and um, But from there, I've been traveling and speaking at youth conferences and also uh, been speaking at uh, different schools for like school rallies and, 
you know, really going after the kids that um, maybe haven't made their way to the to the doorstep of the church quite yet, or they've been burnt. And so Good. since then, been doing the speaking thing. And the second part, which I'm very uh, just passionate and grateful for, is being able to coach entertainers, startup entrepreneurs, and youth pastors, and really truly building the brand or the business or the dream that God gave them, as mm. well as just finding their path to purpose. Not everybody else's path, but their sure, path to sure. purpose. And that's what we've been doing for the last few years. And it's been pretty, pretty uh, eye-opening and incredible, man. Yeah. Nate, it's it's pretty easy in talking with you and having a conversation. And we've had many over the past couple of years yeah, man. to for for people to see and hear, even through this podcast, even though they can't see you right now, but just to hear your passion. Uh, which Thank I believe you. is so um, contagious as well. And it kind <laughs> of rubs off. You hang out with Nate, you, you just can't help but be a little bit passionate about life and just what God's <laughs> called you to. But Thanks, Nate, bro. when it comes to what you're currently doing, and even more so maybe the coaching side, like I know you're pretty passionate about this stuff. Yeah. And and it's easy to tell, but why? what most out of the coaching side, or maybe even the motivational speaking component, but what do you enjoy most? Like, why do you love so much what you're doing right now? Oh man, it, it, it really easy answer to be honest with you. Um, nothing's changed since I started out being a youth pastor. I, I I know that sounds really goofy, and it's like, well, things of course have changed, you know, from an external perspective or you know position or geography yeah. or those things. But um, I know it sounds so trite or it could sound corny or cliche, but it, it's authentic for me. Um, the thing that I love most, and it's always been this way, is having that personal one-on-one -on -one connection with any other human being on the planet and literally seeing that aha moment happen. Wow. It's, it's a, it is a high like never before. And it, it's like, you know, I came from the world of sex, drugs, and rock and roll and did this stuff, you know, did all the things that's supposed to, you know, be the greatest highs in the world, blah, 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 this junk. And I, and I honestly have never found anything more, amazing than experiencing an authentic connection with people where they feel seen, where they feel like, Oh my gosh, like you, you, it's like you, you know, my thoughts, like, you know, me and for yeah. them to come out from under something that maybe has been pressuring them, maybe been hurting them. Maybe it's been shutting them down from walking their path and walking their purpose and to see somebody go, Oh my gosh, I got it. To see that lock yeah. just, click to see the light bulb go on whether it's in front of you know 10,000 people or 10 people or one person at coffee to me it's seeing that thing happen and whether that was me on a microphone at 18 you know in a band I right, still right. was after that same thing or it's me now speaking in front of large crowds or coaching you know high level people in entertainment or business nothing's changed for me it's that people personal connection because why it's the only thing that's going to go with us when we get to heaven man uh so good so good Nate um just just responding even to that a little bit, Nate, I yeah. know because of the conversations we've had uh, a little bit, you know, if you're willing to go there a little bit personally, please, um, when it comes to this in the past three years and even real recently, you know, uh, as recent as this past summer and that you've you not just you, but you've you've got a family, you've got a beautiful wife, three. Yes, kids. you've you've taken some huge risks, man. man. And, uh, and and again, not just involving you, but but your family as well. So 
talk to us, um, if you would, if you're open to it, just about what it was that gave you the courage. Uh, You talked a moment ago, even just about, you know, helping people realize their dreams and go after them and that, like you're in this too, and kind of living your dream right now. And so what's giving you the courage to risk it all? You can Mm. share as much as you feel comfortable sharing about what you've done in terms of risk, Yeah, you know, kind of selling things, chasing the dream to do this full time now. Like what's, where did you find that courage to do that? Oh my gosh. Man, I I wish there was like this like secret formula that I already knew and I could just like or pill form this sucker and just, you know, you give it to people. But I'm going to be honest with you. Um, You know, I think that uh, everybody wants to talk from the pillar and the platform as if like everything's just like sunshine, rainbows and unicorns and like stuff is just easy. Um, the, The reality is it's a risk every day. And, and I don't right. think that I, I don't know if uh, I, I can start from the place of, you know, what, what got us to that point. Um, as simple as it sounds, I think it came first from there's these moments, man, that we all have. They happen without trying. It's these insp- inspired moments that can only be from God and God alone. And there's these little yeah. whispers, man. And if you notice, you know, there's these little breadcrumbs is what I like to call them. And all of a sudden you start to notice when you start to slow down, if, if you're, if you're, if you're in a position right now and you're in business or work in life and you're just go, 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 you're probably missing some of these pieces. And I, and I've found Hmm. that it's kind of like, uh, until you slow down, take a step back and not just get on to the next mountain or the next thing or the next, you know, battle you're going to take on, you actually pause and you know, this Jared's to look back and assess like, Take a moment to actually reflect, right? And you'll start to notice the dots. It's like like connect the dots. You start to notice these little breadcrumbs, these little dots start to pop up. And what I noticed is that in these little whispers, man, I mean, gosh, dude, I I remember going to a conference and Jeannie Mayo was the speaker, you know, this this amazing, you know, uh, just leader in the faith and, you know, one of the biggest names in youth ministry, like in the world. And I'm at her conference, bro. And there's like, you know, 5,000 some people I'm sitting in the back row, dude, having a moment with the Lord. And I'm at the time I was working at a, a, a small church that nobody knew about. Nobody knew who I was. My name is years ago. And I remember sitting there in this moment and just in this beautiful moment with God. And I remember him just whispering and he said, uh, you're going to work for her. Wow. And, and bro. And in that moment, I literally was like, like what? Like get behind me, Satan. Like, I was like yeah. Yeah. what is this voice? Like trying to pride and puff my ego. What are these things? You know? And I was just like, no way. Like that's, that sounds ridiculous. You know what I mean? But I felt yeah. that little moment was so so my head disagreed, but my heart didn't. And I wrote that little thing down. I just felt like just write this little risk statement down, right? Write this little faith statement down. And then I would be at coffee with somebody and somebody would say something, man. And it would just set me off and remember that moment. And then I would be out somewhere about and I would, I would see the, and all of a sudden, man, these little breadcrumbs, these little building blocks began to build a wall of faith for me, a wall of confidence that maybe just maybe God is actually the foundation of this really wild dream. Wow. And as that wall and more of a, not even a wall as that foundation is being built now, all of a sudden when I start going, okay, Lord, I'm seeing the dots. 
I can clearly see that at least 85 to 90% of this is you right now. Yeah. Lord, give me the confirmation now. Show me the next steps. And I began to then pray. And what do I say that gave me, you know, to take the risk? I think number one is knowing and looking back at all the times that God really was trying to speak to you through different things. One gave me confidence. Number two, yeah. asking for just like, you know, Gideon did. He's like, hey, Lord, if we can go and make this fleece wet on top and dry around it and then the next day flip it, <laughs> like give yeah. me confirmation. And number three, I would say this is uh, I really believe, you know, you know, I've talked to this bro is that our wives are like Holy Spirit number two sometimes. Now, some of some hmm. thinking that's like offensive. I don't actually mean that. It's just an analogy. But my point relax, is, relax, relax, relax. <laughs> what I'm saying is, though, is our wives pick up on things in the spirit that we don't and all of a yeah. sudden or or that friend or that spouse or that family member sure and they start saying stuff and you go oh my goodness the three harbor lights of my purpose just align not only do i have an inner witness from the holy spirit which is number one number two i have the word of god i'm, I'm aligning the motive of my heart is very pure in this thing and then number three yeah. i'm getting wise counsel now to help me take help me hear that it really was god bro I, it's a slow process, but when you look and look back and see those things begin to align, when you go to take the risk now, it's not just this, you know, shoot from the hip thing you're doing. No, this yeah. feels like a confident move of God, and I'm only along the ride for it. Oh, that's so good, Nate. So Thank good. You. you gave us some real, uh, yeah, some real nuggets of truth and, and wisdom there that I think will help any leader out there who's maybe just on the verge of contemplating some some things that God's dropped in their hearts. Not sure if they should be doing it or not, but yeah, uh, you mentioned you know that that inner witness of the Holy Spirit, God's word, obviously confirming, um, and and then some wise counsel. Those are three great pieces of advice for for anyone listening today. Nate, I wanna I wanna move on to uh, to some leadership questions. Let's do it. Um, and uh, just recognizing a bit of our audience is, is uh, we got some youth pastors, we, we have pastors. I mean, I got a couple of business owners I know of that. Actually, so w- with that in mind, and, you know, not even necessarily just church related, we'll get to that in a moment, because I think the okay. bulk of our audience is, is church leaders. But yeah, um, keeping these kind of transferable, what's been the most, I mean, you've mentioned just how long kind of you've been leading in various aspects and and still a leader today. What's been the most important leadership lesson you have learned to this point that's, that's kind of meant so much to you and your, and your leadership Mm. that's been most valuable to you. Oh, it's a good question, man. Two things that really come to mind. Number one, uh, I'm going to go ahead and reference, this is just showing the kid inside of me. I'm going to go reference uh, the great Disney movie, Aladdin. (laughs) <laughs> and yeah this, I, I i'm i'm a forever dad so these things just come this way right yep. so genie uh, in the movie which i just find is just funny because you got this boy who's been broken who is literally my 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 past my childhood and he meets right. this uh he, he meets this genie which i reference is almost like you know an analogy of you know meeting god and the one thing is he the genie turns into a bee literally like with, with a stinger and some wings and he literally just says be yourself. Now, I know that is the corniest bit of information to probably a business owner and leader. But here's the reality. I think in any type of leadership capacity, I think that we are surrounded by a bunch of Xerox copies. 
And I think the Lord mm-hmm. created us as absolute originals, man. Wow. And, I, and I think the reality is, is that I get it for a season of life. We got to model and we got to try and learn different things. But the thing is that be careful because you can get stuck being somebody that you're not get an applaud, get a clap going for that thing. And then for the rest of your career, you're exhausted trying to hold up a persona that is not authentic to who you are. That's real good. So what I would say, number one is truly to find who are you? What is your style? What is your vibe? What's your way of running a business? What's your way of leadership? What's your style of communication? I want to shout out a friend of mine. My name is Billy Bowie. He's doing the most amazing stuff here in Atlanta, Georgia. And he found a way where he came from being an MC, a DJ, a hype man. And he says, but man, I have this bird. I have these gifts and these talents, but how can I merge it with this burning passion for leadership and development and big business? And so he's merged the two and he's literally found creative ways ways of how to help big companies like Chick-fil-A and, uh, you know, Coca-Cola and these big, big name companies, how to transition uh, their leadership and teach them and train them to help uh, manage their teams at higher levels, how to unlock different things, but he's doing it his way. So number one, I'd say be yourself, find your path, find what works for you. If you're not the yelling preacher and it's not your vibe, then don't do it. If you're, the, good. if you're the talker who sits more a coffee style, be you, because I found the day that I started to take off the thing that I thought people wanted, and I started just being myself authentically, whether it was on a microphone, in a team, or whatever, I all of a sudden found that people were actually getting the same, uh, we'll, we'll just say this, that people were getting results, and it wasn't because yeah. I was hyping them up or trying to push too hard. It just happened. And man, I didn't have to be exhausted anymore to do it. So that would be 100% number one. And number two would just be, uh, I learned this from my mentor, uh, shout out to Jeannie Mayo. She said this, and that's not me trying to plug. That's just me just being grateful for her. She taught me a principle, man, that just changed my life. And she said, Nate, wherever you are, be all the way there. It's good. And I know that could be so simple and I could go over somebody's head, but I realize that this principle is a life principle. When you're with your kids and it's after five o'clock, my man, shut your phone off. Young lady or a woman who's listening to this, turn your email off, put your phone in your bedroom, get on the floor with your kids or be with your wife or go see your friends at the movies or whatever you want to do. Make sure you're all the way there. When you're on the platform, be all the way there. When you're in the office, be all the way there. When you're at the grocery store, when you're in that conversation with that significant other or friend, be all the way there. And if you can be yourself and be all the way there, I think we'll find that God is very sovereign and is going to do exceedingly abundant things that we could never thought of imagined in every area of our life naturally. Well, that's awesome. So good. And, and I've definitely seen the, the impact. That's, that's one of definitely one of the, uh, the life goals and disciplines I've set out for myself is, on, is that absolutely. very true. Wherever you are, be all there. And yeah, especially for those leaders with families and spouses and, um, so much more important even in those moments to, uh, yeah, like you said, get down on the floor with your kids, be all there, put the phone away. It's awesome. So good. Come Nate. On. Um, Touching, you know, coupling off of that, kind of piggybacking off that, and maybe some of this answer is a bit of the same as what you just shared. Sure. But 
What's what's been the most vital discipline in your life, uh, leadership to this point that's been so integral, you'd say, in keeping you in the game? And again, maybe maybe this is just touching on what you just said a moment ago. So if it is, we'll move on. But uh, anything in terms of disciplines you have in your life, leadership that yes. just get you up and going and, and have kept you in the game to this point? Oh, man, great question. Uh, number one, rituals equal results. Mm. So if if you don't have a ritual built around spending time with your wife, then it's not sustainable. If you don't have a ritual built around spending time with your kids or building your business or getting you know lead generation or taking care of your you know your your leadership team or studying or prepping, if you don't have it scheduled, it's probably not a priority or it's not yet a priority and it's probably very inconsistent. So schedule equals sustainability. But more importantly, the rituals equal results. So I found that before before me taking the time to you know do what I do now, which is part of how the personal development is helping people build custom calendars for their life. You know, you find yeah. CEOs and you know LeBron James and different athletes, and they all have these crazy uh, strategic schedules so that every day is maxed out. And there's rest in there. There's rejuvenation in there. There's work in there. But here's the cool part is it takes the guesswork out of the week. And that's just one of the things I say that I learned is once I finally created that ritual system through a custom calendar, and obviously, you know, uh, uh, unashamed plug, that's one of the things that we do. And one of the programs that I do for coaching called Slay Time Management. Um, and then there's a youth pastor version, but one of the biggest parts in there is helping people, um, you know, create that calendar. And so yeah. I found moms and dads in ministry full-time or in business, literally saying stuff like, Hey man, um, we actually, uh, here, here's a picture. And they sent me a picture and it was a picture of uh, them literally uh, playing with their kids. Everybody's laughing and smiling. And the headline underneath the text says, uh, quote, unquote, tickle fight. Wow. <laughs> and I was yeah. like, yeah. And, and, and some people are like, tickle fight, really? Is that a big deal? Well, what they were telling me when we first started was that they felt like a failure mm. as a parent, mm. felt like they were missing moments with their family. And they said that that custom calendar not only got their family back, but without even trying, he literally doubled his youth ministry, bro, in over nine, in just 90 days, literally wow. doubled it because he was so laser focused on what mattered and he was so consistent. Wow. And so, uh, number one, I would hi highly say, uh, you know, what was that discipline is number one would be rituals equal results. And number two, I would just say, uh, very simply put, take care of yourself. You know, Pastor Jerry and I talk, have talked about this. I think that's how we've really connected as friends is that we realize that ministry, you know, guys, you're going to want, uh, guys and girls, you're going to want to burn yourself out and just push, 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 push. But just realize that like his burden is easy, his, his yoke is light. Yeah. And that not everything is about being a militant uh, model and you're just killing yourself to do this thing. No, no, no. There's a thing called grace in the New Testament, man. And I would just say, find space to fill your tank back up. Find yeah. space to read a book during your lunch break that you just want to read. If you want to watch a YouTube video that makes you laugh, do it. Follow the things that give you life because yet again, you don't want to become a starving baker that we hear from, you know, the leadership yeah. books. You don't want to be yeah. given bread out, but starve yourself. So that's what I would give for that, uh, that feedback there. Oh, that's gold. Golden, man. And what I, I can definitely 
tell the success of that, one of the things I put into place a new discipline this pat back in 2018 was was working off a fixed calendar, exactly what you're talking about, a custom calendar yes. where I calendar the the entire day from the time I get up to the time I go to bed. And it yeah. may sound silly to some leaders out there that, that you schedule your time even with playing with your kids or whatever, but I'm telling you, it has made it so easy to now say yes. no when you when you get Game invitations changer. or opportunities or whatever. I now yeah. say no and I don't I don't feel guilty not even telling them why. I just say I have a prior commitment and I go to my calendar that's it. and there's a box, a color-coded box that's chunked that's off it. there <laughs> that might be for my wife, might be for one of my kids, but I have a prior commitment and it is the most that's freeing it. thing to be able to say that. So I just echo what you just said, Nate. That is so good. Oh, and so helpful. Awesome, man. I think yes. to uh, to so many of our leaders. Well, let, let's move into to for the sake of time um, for church leadership questions specifically here let's for a second. Um, but as you've been involved in it, you've been talking about this whole coaching, mentoring thing, um, and specifically youth pastors. I know is is the bulk of who you work with when it comes to people inside the church, um, but even church leaders. What do you think is the most common mistake that a youth pastor slash leader? With you observe maybe from a distance, maybe up close, maybe both. But what do you think is the most common mistake that, that youth pastors are making today? Oh, that's a good question, man. Well, here's the reality. Uh, whether it's church leadership, business, anywhere, I've really found that there's five key aspects of, of health in any organization, especially for I'll, I'll talk from the business perspective. Um, uh, whoever's listening, please write this down, man. Um, because what I realize is the the pitfall is that sometimes, far too often, we as leaders we like to pin in or pin down one key area of health, and then we forget there's like multiple other aspects right. in order to have a holistic system that's right. healthy. So, you know, for instance, if you're a creative, you know, I've got, you know, some youth pastors here back then when I first started out, you know, I was big in music. So dude, my service was kicking, man. You know what sure. I'm saying? Like yeah. It, yeah. it looked cool. The lights, the music, the wow factor. And the truth was that kids loved it. Like they were having a blast with that. Right. But the thing is, I spent so much time on those creative visuals and making it so cool. But then I found myself two years later that I had no discipleship systems built. Right, right. You know, there's no follow up with our kids. Yeah. Sure, we were getting, you know, kids in the door, but we weren't following up with the kids. I actually remember one time actually being in Atlanta. I was praying, right? And I was just like, Lord, send the thousands, send the thousands, yeah. Jesus, you know? And I was like, we're ready, Lord, send me. I put, I put out like every quote in scripture I could ever think of for that moment. And and the Lord whispered to me in that moment, and I felt him very, uh, just imp uh, clearly impressed on my heart. Go look at your VIP record. Hmm. And I was just like, uh, okay. And I went and looked back and literally in that one year, now this is not to gloat or anything. This is just very true. In that one year in our VIP system, we had over, I think it was 1,213 people had walked through our doors. Wow. And here's the sad part, that only a couple hundred of them were still there. And the Lord told me in that moment, very clear as day, it's like, you asked for the thousands, I, uh, the thousands, I gave them to you. And he, said, and he showed me a picture in my mind, which was, your net has holes in it. Hmm. And right there, man, I realized the front door was open, but so was the back door. Yeah. I had no systems, no nothing that was helping build health and strength. So here's the five areas that I've learned. Number one, in the business world, and this will translate to the church, in the business world I learned 
is that number one, you have to have a good product. Okay. It's, there's five P's in business. Basically there's obviously many more, but these are just the ones that help me most. Yeah. One, you gotta have a good product. So as a church, we do need to make sure that, Hey, let's make sure we are building things that youth actually like, right? Sometimes we're building stuff back when the 180 ministry style was popular yeah. and awesome for us. <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> right. You know, and that's fine. But at the end of the day, you know, kids are a different breed right now, man. And they like different things in different ways. So make sure you're not building a product that's just for you, but it really is for them. So don't get too focused though on a making it so darn cool that you forget about the other aspects that are, Jesus didn't say build cool youth ministries. He said, make disciples, right? Yeah, that's so we it. make sure. So, so of those five, number one, make sure it is a good product and make sure you're not just focusing on that product. Number two, make sure you're promoting it. Like I find so many youth pastors, what's one of the biggest pitfalls? They're not telling anybody about right. what the greatest secret in right. the world is. And they're expecting teenagers who are ang- sometimes anxiety ridden or, or down or they have self-confidence issues. They're expecting a teenager to literally become like the biggest promo street team and evangelist when us as youth pastors have never done it ourselves nor taught them how to do it effectively. Right. So I find wow. one of the biggest pitfalls right now is that why are youth ministries so struggling in numbers is because we're not actually equipping people on how to invite people to church. We're literally just saying, hey, you want to come to church? Come to church. Yeah. Yeah. People are like, I got hurt by church. So what if we use tools that everybody else is using, like social media? Ooh. Social media is not to look good in front of other youth pastors, guys, like this is, and ladies and gentlemen, like, or other businesses. Social media is a tool and a weapon that I truly believe is the biggest opportunity in in, literally in history for us to fulfill the Great Commission at scale. I believe that. Wow. Because I believe for the first time, you and I can literally, instead of sitting at a soapbox in, in, in a marketplace yelling, the kingdom of heaven is nigh, like we can literally dm somebody we can literally search by hashtags geographically we can put content out there that begins to start conversations with people that are authentic so that they can like us first then as they begin to know us then they can begin to trust us and come through the door and i think far too many youth ministries are expecting magic to just happen that god just divinely gets people in the door or kids are supposed to do this but I think youth pastors are forgetting one of the biggest things is that Jesus said, go into the world, preach the gospel. And then the part of that, Jesus had a street team, man. He sent two disciples everywhere before he went there to minister. Well, well what is that? Yeah, what is that right yeah. there, right? That's good. Last time I checked, that sounds like a street team promo. And that was the social media of the day. Right. So. I would say let's not make sure we're getting trapped too much on making just cool services. And number two, we got to make sure that we are making cool stuff, but we're got to tell people about it. Now, obviously there's three other P's. We don't have time for all of them today, but I would say just make sure people know that you exist, due diligence and do work. And whether that's through, you know, one of the courses that, that I provide or going on YouTube and learning the stuff your own, do your diligence, do your work. And remember, Jesus called us to be fishers of men. Yeah. Therefore, you got to learn how to fish. It's good. It's good. Nate, let me ask you a follow-up question. And you've actually yeah. said this phrase specifically to me before that kind of caught my attention. But why do you, why do you think youth pastors, so many youth pastors, not all of them, uh, but why do you think so many youth pastors stop 
uh, at just planning great services and don't move beyond that into some of the things you were just talking about? Why, why do you think we just stop and settle for just planning great services, Oof. thinking that's going to be the, uh, the be-all and the end-all? Man, to be honest with you, now this is even deeper than I think some of the things you and I have talked about in the past. Um, but the reality is, man, is I think the number one thing that I found is that pastors aren't seeking people's lives change. Sometimes they're getting caught and literally getting the applause of their senior pastor. Ouch. Ouch. That's good, though. And this is so oh good. Oh, my goodness. I mean, isn't this the, isn't this the case? And let's just have an honest yeah. moment, man. How many times have I talked to guys and myself that I wasn't doing it because I really, I, I started out believing that, that Jesus was the answer. And I still believe that, but I got caught up in this, this, this performance. Yeah. And, yeah. and sometimes it's rooted in maybe dad, not patting us on the back enough, or maybe it's sometimes it's just rooted in men wanting to be recognized and feel significant. And sometimes we put so much clout in a human being's approval that we miss that God of the universe, God of creation, our father is the ultimate CEO pastor that we yeah. seek our approval from. Yeah. And I found, man, if you notice, uh, anybody listening, if you notice that there's some anxiety in your stomach and, it, and it's more rooted in you're afraid that you're not going to do good enough or you're afraid that the numbers aren't there, or you're afraid that, you know, you did something wrong again, I want you to check your foundation of why you are doing this thing called ministry. Because friends, if your foundation is built on the insecurity of how you're going to get approval from a human being, you are going to miss a bunch of kids and they are going to fall through the cracks at a rapid pace. Wow. So find what is it that you're really doing? Because at the end of the day, guys, look, people aren't pleasable. Yeah. People ultimately aren't pleasable. And so we want to do everything you can to be a great youth pastor and work your job and do those things. Yes, absolutely. But at the end of the day, the Lord is the one who sets up. The Lord is the one who puts in position. The Lord is the one that is going to save these youth and make our life significant. And the yeah. sooner we can get out of trying to please people and the sooner we can get to truly building things that matter for, for the Lord and for that people would experience, I think we are going to find very, very quickly that true success is tied a little more to that than the latter. Oh, so good. That was worth the podcast listing right there. Just like you said at the beginning, <laughs> this will be worth their time. That was worth it, listeners. At the 34 mark of this podcast, you just got uh, something that was totally worth all its weight in, and then some just for, uh, wow. for tuning in today and listening. Nate, so good. Thank you for that. Nate, we're going to close this off in just a couple minutes here, but anything yeah. you would say in closing, uh, final thoughts to youth pastors, leaders listening out there, a piece of advice, wisdom that you would give um, to anyone listening today? Absolutely, man. You know, I, I would just say, you guys, look, first off, thank you. Um, I know uh, being in this game, it can be a thankless job. It could be in whether you're a stay-at-home mom, you're a dad, you're a, you know, business CEO, you're a pastor. Um, It's hard to be a leader, man. And sometimes it can feel very, very lonely. Um, But I want you to really hear hear my words, though, is that um, you and I, we do need community and we do need 
to take care of ourselves. We do need self-care. And if I could just say uh, to anybody listening, please don't put the responsibility and pressure on another human being to fulfill those two areas Mm. for you. Mm. It's not, it's not your wife's job or your husband's job to make you happy. It's not your boss's job to pat you on the back and make sure that, and then yes, we would love that, but it's ultimately, it's not their responsibility to give you the approval you need. Ultimately the things that you need are things that most likely you're going to need to a go to the Lord for truly we all talk about it, but at the end of the day, he really is the resource, the source of every single thing that you will ever need and want or imagine you would ever want. And then number two, I would just say, if you need friends, go get them. If yeah. you need a mentor, yeah. go get one. If you need training, don't wait for it. Go get it. We live in a time and a day where you can have everything you possibly could need in order for you to succeed. And I would say in closing, just remember this though, even if you can't afford the trainings, you can't go to the conferences, you can't do the things that you think you need. Don't forget that scripture says this, that God said that when he created you, he said that everything you need in order to live your purpose and live this godly life had already been given to you. Don't forget that you already have everything you need in order to be quote unquote successful, more importantly, a significant person who loves people and changes the world in time. Wow. So good. Nate, as we wrap this up, uh, just uh, in the way of resource, you've, you've talked about some of the coaching you do already specifically for youth pastors, which I just think is, is so awesome, but something you're in the process of uh, tailor making specifically for youth pastors right now is an online course, social media for youth pastors, um, and, uh, I know you're kind of in the beginning process of this at the time of this recording, but uh, yeah. I'm pretty excited about this. I know you're pretty excited about this. Talk to us for a second. You mentioned the promoting part just a little bit ago, but why are you making this course and why are you doing this and kind of what is it and, and the why behind it? Why this is so you feel this is so important for youth pastors. Yeah, man, you got it. So you know, this is the part, right? Everybody knows it in the podcast, like, all right, they're going to pitch something to me and try to sell something. Uh, yes, that absolutely is true. We're not, <laughs> there's, there's no lying in that. I've got, I've got kids to feed y'all. Okay. Yeah. But, but the reality is, man, is that we need resources that are cutting straight to the point and, 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 and cutting the fat, so to speak. And the reason yeah. why I've done this is basically, you know, over the last couple of years, uh, I've been more in the business world, uh, you know, learning the different strategies and tools and tactics of how to reach more people effectively. And my heart's never changed. It's just I've learned more things that help me do that. And in so doing, I started noticing that, you know, businesses were spending all this money and changing, uh, changing the game and, you know, getting their clients and their customers and everything. And it just dawned on me and said, man, what if, what if youth pastors and people in ministry had these tools in their arsenal? Like what would happen if we learned the best of the best from the business world, these, and, and in an ethical way, yeah. what if we learned how to use these things? And cause at the end of the day, I always remember all the youth pastors I've ever bumped into or been friends with or coached. They always said this, that Nate, it's never been a shortage of my passion to reach people. And number two, I'm a hard worker. Yeah. I just literally need the map. Yeah, I just need the steps, man. And yeah. so 
with that being stated, man, yeah, one of the programs that I've put together is called Social Media for Youth Pastors, just straight down the center, how to use modern day social media um, to, to, to bring people to Christ, like plain, simple, down, uh, down the center. Um, and so for anybody actually, uh, and Jared, I forgot to share this with you, but if there's anybody that is on here right now, um, that is wanting to be a part of that course. It's a six week course, you know, it's online. And then two, I created a little group dynamic where you can actually get on a live uh, group call with me. Uh, that way you don't ever get stuck. There's some good accountability in there and all that kind of stuff. But more importantly, there's this community of people that are all moving the same direction. It's good. Um, for anybody that's actually on this podcast, um, I wanted to offer just something, you know, special because you guys sat with us this entire time and listened in, but anybody that's on here, um, this is what you're going to do. Uh, so you're going to actually, if, if you want to take advantage of it, what I want you to do is go to yeski.co. So Y E S K E dot C O that's the name of my company. Yeski.co forward slash call C A L L. All right. And basically what that is, is that's just a little web page there. It gives you an opportunity to actually just get on a phone call with me. And um, the two things that I want to do is, number one, I want to get to just know who who's obviously calling. But number two, I want to make sure that you guys are getting the resources that you need. So whether it's, you know, social media for youth pastors or it's Slay Time Management, uh, the Youth Pastors Edition for, you know, the custom calendar that we talked about. Um, or by the time you're listening to this podcast, there might be some other programs that are out there. Um, but you can actually schedule a free call. There's no pressure whatsoever. And at the end of that call, uh, uh, what I'm going to do is two things. One, uh, I'm going to help you just kind of game plan and just kind of hear what's going on with you and say, all right, here's what I think is really the path for you outside of the programs that I offer. Here's just some advice. And I want to encourage you. And then the last part of that is number two is that I'll custom fit um, just a setup uh, so that you can keep walking your path, whatever way that rocks. And for anybody um, that was a part of the podcast is literally all you got to say. Okay. You got to just tell me, Pastor Jer from EOD is the coolest. That's all you got to tell me. <laughs> there it right? is. There it is. If you say that, all right, when we're on a phone call, that is code language that I'm basically going to give you a 25% off discount on any coaching products or programs wow. that you do. And I just want to do that, man. Just, um, I'll say this, you guys, um, God has been blessing us and taking care of us. This is not about money, although it pays the, you know, the bills and all that stuff the Lord really nudged me and said that I need to get these strategies, tools, and tactics into people's hands and put it at a price that's not going to, uh, you know, have people arguing with their spouse of why they took out a, you know, a loan to make it <laughs> happen. Good. So if any of you guys want to take advantage of that, please go to yeski.co forward slash call. We'll schedule that call and do that. And last but not least, if maybe you're just like, hey, man, like, you know, uh, this has been awesome. Uh, I just want to be friends. Um, please follow me on social media. It's just Nate Yeske, uh, N-A-T-E-Y-E-S-K-E on Instagram. You know, shoot me a DM. I'm always giving out, uh, you know, free information and just stuff that's just helping people. Um, you can sign up for that. And um, I just want to say thanks so much for uh, giving me this time and, and having a listen. And I'm really excited for those of you ready to move forward. Really excited to get on a phone call with you. So good, Nate. Well, I, I can't thank you enough. Um, thank you for, for all that you've done today and, and being on this podcast and giving us uh, kind of your life and experiences and, and uh, just some of what God has created you to do with your life too that you're doing now, which uh, I'm thankful for. I know you've helped so many leaders out there and believe in you're going to help so many down the road. And so uh, thank you for those discounts and all those uh, little nuggets, Nate. Uh, 
Thank you so much. Got it, man. And if you're from EOD district and you're up in the Ottawa area, this is not the last for you when it comes to uh, Nate. Nate is actually going to be with us. Really pumped about this. This summer on tour, on the road, uh, July 21st to the 26th. He's actually our keynote speaker for our junior high camp up at OVPC. So uh, maybe you've heard this podcast. Maybe you're not even from the Ottawa area. You want to drive up for a night and... uh, and hang out and just see Nate. He's going to be with us, and we're really pumped yes, to have him back in, uh, in our district this summer. So, Nate, uh, thank you once again for being on this podcast and giving us all this great material, great stuff. Uh, we just appreciate it so much. Until next Thanks time, so much, bro. Uh, we'll do this again, man. This has been fun. This has been hey, I'd love our to. first interview. You are the first Woo! interviewee on the Leadership Matters oh, podcast. Snap. Let's and so, go. Uh, and and you got you set the bar high, bro. Like seriously, oh man, super high. So uh, can't thank you enough. <laughs> Thanks, but we'll man. talk soon, and we'll get Nate back on here again uh, down the road. Till next time, oh. remember your leadership matters. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Leadership Matters podcast. If you've enjoyed the podcast, why don't you take a moment and subscribe on iTunes to ensure you never miss another episode. Until next time, remember your leadership matters.